0: Welcome to the Televerse,
1: Streaming in Place,
0: Lucifer. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today we are talking about Lucifer Season 2, Episode 15, Deceptive Little Parasite. And uh, I'm very excited to talk about this episode because guys, Trixie Fan Club Unite, it is our Trixie episode. This is the the closest we get to like a full-on Trixie episode. Um, So far, at least, who knows what season five has to offer. But um, yeah, and it's still not a full Trixie episode. I remember there being more Trixie content than there actually was upon rewatch, but I still love all of it. So I don't really care. (laughs) What did you guys think of of our episode here?
2: Well, my partner turned to me after this episode was finished a little bit after they were after Chloe and Trixie had their heart to heart in Trixie's bed. And there's so much anxiety around Chloe's got a dangerous job. She's always at risk. There's bad guys everywhere. My partner just turns to me and goes, but who cares about Dan's job? Even though it's exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was a really nice reminder of where the show's priorities are when it comes to Trixie's relationships with people. It kind of goes, Chloe, Maze, Lucifer, Penelope, maybe Dan.
0: (laughs) Well, but also Dan hasn't like nearly died several times.
2: So That's true. there is that it's true. he just he's just a, s- a weirdly corrupt cop who only gets two weeks of suspension.
0: He's the one who's shooting people uh, and not the one being shot by people, though Chloe has also shot a few people. but yeah,
2: yeah, but no, it's it's a very funny um like I really appreciate all the Trixie stuff in this episode. And I think that it was, it was nice to have like a little check in after, especially after like the poisoning of here's where Trixie is. And I think that this is a good way to do it, even if the episode as a whole, I think is relatively pretty flat. Um, but I appreciated like having a chance for Trixie to shine and to also just kind of almost try to destroy some oversized dream catchers. <laughs> um was also pretty solid um or faux dream catchers because who who the hell knows with this school uh so yeah i i really appreciated all the tricksy stuff that i got and i thought it was all pretty solid and observant and i just love her going to school outfit like just really good going to school outfit uh allison how did you feel about it
1: um you know i i feel like this one is like a fine to good not great um mm-hmm. however there were i i cannot agree with your assessment that it is mostly flat because any episode in which Maze figures out how to use her innate demonness to be a good and supportive friend is by definition a successful episode. <laughs> um, so for I love I love the time that the show is spending with Maze and Chloe as opposed uh-huh. to just Maze and Trixie. Um, and I thought that that revelation and Maze's role in this episode as a whole was just great. Um, the final... <laughs> The final gag of her just like as a blaze of silvery sweater flying in from out of the frame to tackle what's-her-face from Parks and Recreation was was worth everything else. Um, I wish that the oh no Lucifer has to babysit Trixie episode had spent more time on that piece of it. But I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, and I love that. I just sort of assumed that he'd be doing it because he sort of has to. I love that they found a way to make it about Lucifer yet again being selfish. Um, and that was really fun. And speaking of poor old Dan and him being a non-entity, I giggled quite a lot when, <laughs> when uh, the, whoever it was, the gym teacher, I guess, came in and was like, oh, you're Chloe's mom. She's in a class with her dad right now. He goes, "Um, I bet she's not," or whatever it is that he says. I thought that was a great little moment. Good. There were a lot of
0: little delivery moments that I really enjoyed, and that yeah, that that uh, I'm pretty sure she's not. Kevin Alejandro was delightful. I also like what probably one of my favorite little like surprise delightful moments is. No, I'm drawing drawing a picture of my mommy stabbing Linda. Yep.
1: Yep, that is one of the four or five things I texted to Kate during this episode. I feel like this is a parts are greater than the whole kind yeah. of episode because there are lots of little things or we haven't even talked about how um Trixie is going to get driving lessons from Lucifer in his yeah. sweet convertible. That's cool as hell. I mean, it, for her,
0: because Trixie, you know, they're really stepping up their game. They're 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 validating our appreciation of Trixie because you know she's our she's gone for the cake. She's set on cake. She's you know figured out that side hustle, so she doesn't need to worry about that too much now. She's gone for the cash, and now she's thinking bigger. Oh <laughs> yeah, and yeah.
1: it's good. She's she's getting to be um uh, quite the deceptive little parasite. Mm-hmm. Um. Keenan says, I was going to say, loose for tossing the keys to Trixie was my favorite part. It really is because it's just, it's, it was great. Ellis's toss was a, was top notch.
2: Really good.
0: I also very much enjoyed him trying to shake off her hand.
2: Yes. Do you want to sell this or not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keenan says he's very matter of fact and transactional about it. And yeah, that's exactly it. It's just that it's, you'd never doubt for a second in any part of that, that he's, of course he's going to, give her driving lessons why wouldn't he he said he would so he's a yeah. devil of his word um I, other small things or or moments i greatly enjoy um Mays's support of the school because it will they're they're terrible people every everywhere at the school so they're gonna have to they'll teach her how to fight with her words yes. and she'll take care of the knives um yeah it's just it's there's a lot to appreciate i think in, in this episode um and then another one that i'll point to is is the the gym teacher just being so dumb i really enjoyed that performance at the end when his, his takeaway is wait i i have a kid cool like sweet like, <laughs> sweet. like a- after like not oh i have a kid Whose mom just tried to who, like killed somebody yes. it was like, like, no, he's it's going, not that. I'm
2: glad he's excited. He has a kid.
0: <laughs> you're about to be a sole parent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a single parent. Um, so yeah. Uh, any other moments like that? Cause there's some other more intensive we'll get into. I was Googling around trying to find the Chloe Mays ship name and, uh, and I, I, think it's Clay's. It seems like there's not a strong, like u- universal one. Lurker says, May slapping Chloe's ass and her being annoyed with it, but then also the way they stay casually leaning on each other as Chloe thinks. Yeah, there's a lot of really good Chloe Mays content in this one. And I, I appreciate uh, the Mays part of it, of course, but also it, it does, you know, like we were saying in some of the previous episodes recently, you see how the relationships have developed over the season because Chloe just like goes with it as their, as their cover and also is getting a lot of support. Appreciation from Maze, who's a terrible listener, delightfully, um, but but very good with the tackle, as you already said, Allison. <laughs>
1: God, the tackle is so good. And you know, I will say this in defense of Maze, who is obviously still sort of learning how to be a human being. She has correctly identified that what Chloe needs is for someone to listen to her. So she chooses to combat her nausea by putting her headphones back in and then listening because that's what's needed is listening. <laughs> so in a certain way, it makes sense. And yeah, air quotes. The of a friend, right? It's just, she doesn't understand that it's then completely invalidated by the reveal of the headphones, but uh, our active listening faces were very funny.
2: The active listening faces were really, really funny. But I think on the flip side of that is the fact that how Maze dresses for the grieving gathering is really on a couple of levels, really, really great in terms of she doesn't, she's not in black, all black for like the f- first, maybe second time we've seen her the entire show. Um, so she's in that, like, silver sweater, which is great, but it also, like, has this kind of, like, chainmail houndstooth sort of pattern to it, which, like, feels very maze as well. Um, so I really liked on a costuming level of, like, this idea of, oh, well, I already know that Chloe's going to be in all black, so I guess I should be in something not all black, and something that vaguely seems kind of Chloe-esque. Um, In terms of like color and style and cut, mm-hmm. which I think is a good sort of counter to Charlotte's really terrible trio of Chloe's. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that. <laughs>
2: That are all not good Chloes not good. on a number of levels. <laughs> um, whereas like what Maze does feels very sort of what Chloe would wear. And I think that, that just works really, really well and just really solidifies like, yeah, there's all this good physicality stuff, but even on costume level, they're really drawing a through line between those two characters that I think is really lovely.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, because obviously the part that we're focusing on is so far is all the Trixie maze, Chloe stuff, but there is also a bunch of, you know, everything with the, the MacGuffin, right. Of the, the sword, the flaming sword and everything. And, and like, that's clearly building, you know, in the season long arc. And, uh, so, so let's turn this into our other favorite character. what did you guys think of the Dr. Linda scenes?
1: Um, I mean, I, I think that I'm trying to remember what actually happened to them because it's all at the moment, it's all sort of a blur of how great Linda has been. Um, I like that she's sort of pivoted her conversational style with Lucifer a little bit. And this is this is something, I have a friend who's um, in grad school um, learning to be a behavioral psychologist right now. So this is something that we've talked about, which actually is a lot like working with um, actors as a director, uh, where you have to change the way that you speak to somebody based on what they need and what they will respond to. And it seems as though in the last couple episodes specifically, Linda has deliberately adjusted the way that she talks to Lucifer um, to incorporate her own mounting frustration. Um, and also that seems to lean on honesty, since that's something that he obviously responds to. She's very she's always been straightforward, but she's very direct in a way that she hasn't been in the past. Um, and I think it is setting up more and more jokes, which is great because, you know jokes are good. Um, but it's also refreshing to watch him a little bit on the back foot because she's being so assertive, if not aggressive in the way that she's speaking to him about his hangups and about the roadblocks that he's putting up to prevent his progress.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't really know that there's much else to add. I think that there's that shift in language and tone, mm-hmm. I think is really good but uh, both on like professional level but also just on a like, character level of all right well you've let me in on the inner circle with all the other celestials so i mean kind of equal footing even though i'm five one and your mom is five ten and a half not in heels <laughs> um i feel like we can have this like this honesty in this space and you also just need to start fucking listening to me please <laughs>
0: Yeah, what did you guys think of Lucifer? What did you think? Well, what I think? Of, I like it. I like the way that the dynamic is shifting. I like, um, I enjoy still the, um, everything Lucifer's like, you're making that face where like <laughs> what you said was supposed to, you know, help me see something <laughs> and then I'm not getting it and you're waiting for me to, yeah, that whole bit. Well,
2: I, I've yeah. had that moment in therapy too in Lucifer's defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, just, I think they're doing a good job with that. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the way that the episode paces Lucifer's trajectory uh, works really well, culminating in his embrace um, and channeling of his pain. And I think Ellis absolutely nails that moment. I like that they give Amenadiel the awareness to see and at least somewhat understand what he's going through while Charlotte is just still completely disconnected from her children. Uh, What what did you guys think of the, you know, I mean, like the controlling your feelings thing, it's, it's such a thin line, but I think that they actually make it work pretty well. And I think that the final moment where he does ignite the, the blade or the, the sword, um, really pays that off. I think they give it just enough time.
1: Can I briefly say that it bugs me a little bit that the sword looks like more of a dagger? Mm -hmm. Because it it just does. I don't. For know. me,
2: I read it as like a short sword. Yeah, um, I guess that works That's my D and D brain coming to bear. Like, I was thinking like...
1: of it as like a dirk, which is that's sure. of course an Outlander thing.
2: So no, 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 where... dirks are like real things. Though. Oh no, yeah. I know they're real oh, okay.
1: things. It's just that's my Outlander brain, okay. right? Like that's why yeah. I thought because on the Drunk Cast I wouldn't say dirk, I would say dirk, right? So like <laughs> that's that's what I think of it. Um. Anyway. I also really thought that Ellis handled that scene really well. Um, And I'm so interested in the fact that Amenadiel seems to be not, it's not like it's sudden, but they certainly are making more of a point of his capacity for empathy Mm -hmm. um, in contrast with his mother, but also in contrast with Lucifer, who is not always able to pick up on those things, who I would never say that he is not empathetic, but he doesn't always seem to pick up on, social cues that are related to emotional complexity whereas amenadiel seems maybe it's just that like he realized how badly he screwed up with dr linda and so now he's more aware i don't know i find it very very interesting
0: uh, scotty says the sword is such a fucking mcguffin yeah it is and lurker says ellis's face and Amenadiel's reaction yeah it was very emotional the little double take it's not a sword that's the point because it's disguised as azriel's blade yes and um, more on that in the next couple episodes. That's all I'll say. We will revisit this conversation Sweet. Uh, either this week or next week. When it um, becomes a Dirk. Dirk. <laughs> See, I always just go with the Dirk. I just always go to my d d background because I started playing d d when I was like five. And yeah. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the person in the party who always wants to be the rogue. So I'm very familiar with Dirk's. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I absolutely absolutely hear what you're saying um let me see
1: I also always want to be the rogue except for what I want to be is a um arcane trickster so that I can use mage hand Mm -hmm. um which eventually the my the campaign that I've been been on for a couple years that DM had to bar me from using mage hand to pull down hoods over people's faces (laughs) um because it broke the game so (laughs) that's I'm I'm a mage
2: hand girl (laughs)
1: <laughs> in my uh, defense, it's very useful. No, yeah.
2: no, it's a super useful mechanic. Um
1: and it's a but, cantrip. It's
2: right. Yeah. Well now, now now we know what we're gonna do instead of season three. We're just gonna start a DD live play.
1: Is there a and, Lucifer RPG? There must be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There must be. I think that uh, what I really liked with the sword sequence is the ways in which there's that. General real sense of trauma kind of coming through and bleeding into Alice's performance, and that real is that remembrance of I did all of this stuff for a reason type of thing. I can't just sum it all up again, and because the motivation's not there really in the same way that it was before, and the way and all that gets bound up into this concept of the fall and the banishment, and then an escape from that to Los Angeles, and I think. Ellis, even if maybe the writing's not quite there, knows it's there. And I think that that, that comes through as he's trying to ignite the blade, but then once he's like starting to flicker and the flames are looking at it, there's a real like sorrow in it as well that I think uh, was really, really good. And probably more than the scene wanted, air quotes, on a like a writing level, but I really appreciate it.
0: It gave the episode a depth it needed yeah 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 um I also just like the I mean as someone who has not spent a lot of mental energy on thinking about Lucifer as a biblical character you know or, or you know figure um I, I like that they're like, okay, what are all the different names for Lucifer? Ah, the light bringer. okay, we could do something with like that. We'll come back to that in season two <laughs> and then like just I, I imagine like a whiteboard or you know with like lists of things and being like, Ah, column A, Lucifer names. Column B, like heaven-related things. Flaming sword, light bringer. You know, I just I would never have thought of that. So I really appreciate that. Um, Scotty says I think he absolutely had to go there for the script. Is what he was working with Dr. Linda admitting his pain. Yeah, and well, that's I mean, a good point. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I agree, Scotty. Yeah. So I, I just, but I'm just enjoying some of the the way that they encounter and and play with certain elements of theology uh christian theology and um yeah while like very clearly sidestepping like dr linda should have asked is there jesus they're like we're not going to show that (laughs) (laughs) she's just not going to ask about that in this episode like like the the oh my god are there actual gates like he said the gates of heaven they're real gates with pearls are they really you know uh (laughs) there's um. yeah that, that there are there are things that are more convenient to not discuss that they don't discuss but I like the things that they do bring in
1: yeah I mean I think the big question and I swear this isn't just because of the good place but the big question is uh, how do I get into heaven mm-hmm. right like what do I need to do to not go to hell could you walk me through that yeah <laughs> I feel like that would be a really important one
0: Marcus says, "Yeah, Lucifer doesn't really answer the questions, too. Yeah, he they, and because he's so self, uh, self focused and 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 uh, self centered that it it works as a character thing as opposed to him trying to evade Linda. It's like we've talked about you. We're talking about me now." Um, Kayla says, "I'm waiting for them to bring back Samael being his first name." Yep, that is a thing. We will talk about that more next week.
1: Okay.
0: Oh. Cool
2: anyway yeah well i mean it's also like a i feel like that's very much like a fraught territory for him Mm -hmm. for lucifer it's just like that's not who i am anymore don't call me that and i think there's layers in that that can be explored and i guess we're about to be explored when we uh, tomorrow or do you mean like next week next week
0: (laughs) this is yummy water i'm drinking no, the,
2: the, the, it's vodka, it is, everyone. It's definitely <laughs> delicious, vodka.
0: delicious, definitely vodka. vodka. Um, yeah, no, we we will be having conversations about greater theology things before the season is up. Um, okay, I mean, like, how could you not with what we've been doing so far? uh keenan says like so far this season uh keenan says while we're on the subject the name of names the nickname lucy is nails on the chalkboard of my life every time i hear it and i cannot explain why oh because i love
1: it oh i hate it i'm with you keenan there's something <laughs> about it that just i ju- maybe i just don't buy that a deal would call him that like oh, it I just there's something about it it just gets me i'm not a fan
0: oh okay so we've got sides now because lurkers with me
1: <laughs> loose maybe loose Lucy, i would buy but there's something about lucy that oh, does...
0: because it's his younger brother uh keen says <laughs> um okay uh let me see uh lucy i gotta scroll there's there's a flurry of responses in the chat <laughs> um keenan says it's very strange lurker says but it ties to the little brother <laughs> thing SV says oh i love lucy i named one of my stardew valley rabbits luck uh, uh and scotty says i'm in on lucy i like it fine. Uh, the other, Espy says the other one is Maze. That's delightful. Good naming awesome. choices. Uh, <laughs> Keenan, uh, for those at home who are not keeping track, Keenan and Scotty are twins. Uh, <laughs> Scotty says Betrayal. Allison is my sister now. <laughs> um, and uh, okay, Kayla says um, okay, but what if we call him Lulu? And I think we broke lurker with that. Uh, so I, I think we.
1: Uh, I like Lulu. I would go with Lulu. 100%. And Scotty hates
0: maze. Sorry. Keenan is right? Lulu.
1: Scotty, to be clear, what you hate is the nickname thank you. Good lord.
0: Scotty says, not the character. Okay. Kayla says Louie. <laughs> um, okay. Lucifer cannot be Louie, Kayla. I just like Lucy is so much better than Louie. Lulu is like, I think can we could have some fun with that, but I can't imagine Amenadiel saying Lulu, though I'm sure Woodside could sell it. I've been talking too much. I think we have to hear from the third voice, who has not chimed in yet. Noel,
2: where are you? I'm, too I'm- broken. <laughs> the Lucy thing. I'm too broken from the Civil War that's broken out among the Caldwells. <laughs> <laughs> It's pitted sister against sister. Now we'll, well all no, have there's to been take a truce. sides.
0: There's been <laughs> a truce because Keenan also hates the name Maze. So they are, they are, they're, they're, good. And SB says team Lucy and Maze forever. So like, okay, apparently this is the hot topic of the, yeah. of the episode. So listeners write in and let us know or hit us up on Twitter.
2: Oh man. I'm, I'm very good with Maze as a nickname. So that, that doesn't, that, like, I'm cool with that.
0: Yeah. Um, Lurker says it's a great nickname and I think it's a good name. It doesn't, like, Mazikeen and Maze do not go together for me at all. But I like them both.
1: <laughs> Scotty says, "Y'all remember the internet dress? The twin saw it differently, and it's still a source of angst." Yes, it was I'd obviously it. white and gold.
0: It <laughs> Clearly, it was white
1: and gold. I feel strongly blue. about this. I don't think we should. I do go- think. Yeah, I don't think, we, yeah, I don't think we should do that. The Caldwell's—they um, they need each other. Um, they're already <laughs> separated by several states, so we can't introduce any more discord into that relationship. I'm already going to have to walk them through some tough stuff with our continuing Legends of Tomorrow viewing. So um, we've got to keep the peace
0: okay okay well let's let's move to our last little bit of the episode what do you guys think about the revelation that uh that mom is glowing
1: oh yeah i that's an interesting wrinkle um is she, is she like
2: burning through her human form yeah that's how i run it like it cannot contain her yeah even Trisha Helfer's body cannot contain a celestial being.
1: <laughs> Even <laughs> Trisha Helfer. Water! This is <laughs> um, Well, Kate obviously is not chiming in. That was my assumption, and it would make the urgency more understandable. Yeah. It, which also then makes it more understandable that she would be plotting so nefariously... By the way, um, mom trying to mug her own son in a parking garage was... A delight um, and I fi- there was something about the way she was standing where I figured it out
2: yeah like, no immediately
1: right and I was like this is hilarious um, because she's got the super strength and whatnot it was really fun and good um, anyway uh, it then reconciles the difference between her emotional state and her actions if there's an urgency that we didn't know about yeah so um, so yeah I'm interested in that development if she's burning through her skin suit, she's got to got to get that sword. Got to go through those gates.
2: On the upside, we could just kill her again and get her into another body. Is that how that works?
0: I think it was because she. I mean,
2: escaped I, hell.
0: Escaped. I think it's just. Well, I also like if based on it's like a tiny pinprick of like a cut that is mm-hmm. all that much light and I would assume energy. I can't imagine it would be good for.
2: Right, she could go full Highlander. That would be bad.
0: <laughs> be bad, yeah. Um, I also like just that little moment of like of, Lu- of Lucifer and Amenadiel. Point, um, just being like, uh, "Guys, uh, maybe you tell me that Mom's got super strength because I absolutely a hundred percent believe that Amenadiel like forgot." Yes, <laughs> that Lucifer didn't know. You know, kind of like the um the Doctor Linda and Amenadiel thing or just everybody else knows about it like like i think i really th- feel like a forgot that everybody else didn't know that mom has super strength now um marcus says she went to hell when she was defibbed and yeah hell is trying to pull her back she said that's right so yeah if if she if she dies she would end up back in hell i think
2: who knows
0: I don't know. We're not going to worry about that because that's not the way the narrative is headed. <laughs> 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 the the sense, Like for a satisfactory narrative, that can't be how it, how the season goes. So more on that next week. Um, okay. And if anybody else has any thoughts about this episode or other little moments, because there are so many juicy little delicious moments um, that you want us to talk about, uh, please drop them into the chat uh lurker says the logic of all their bodies is something best left unconsidered and- oh
2: lurker i disagree yeah. we should be considering the logic of all their bodies
0: Nah, i <laughs> i am fully uh with lurker on this one uh like like how did maze get out of hell if like if demon like it's it's very complicated uh and i think there might be an answer but it's not worth even it, it makes
1: to. sense don't think oh. about it
0: <laughs> exactly um while waiting for any other thoughts in the chat uh Marcus says fair Noel. um do we have any final thoughts Noel?
2: uh i really enjoyed uh jeffrey owens popping up in this episode i like jeffrey owens a lot mm-hmm. and he they give him so many like good weird little beats to play including his just tearful A mission of guilt over the embezzlement stuff that it's really really funny and then that whole maybe we didn't hear any of this (laughs) uh was just really delightful but i also refuse to believe that this man is being underpaid at that school if they've had that same wellness and motion instructor there for years i refuse to believe that the assistant dean is not being not being paid what he should be getting paid for a school like but well, it was still could, a really good bet. It doesn't
0: mean he's getting paid what he thinks he should get paid.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But he, yeah. he framed it very much as, like, a keeping up with the Joneses of, like, the student body and the clientele, yeah. so...
0: Yeah, well, yes, but I also don't doubt that he thinks he has to live in a palatial, like, giant... He was like, it's barely
2: covering my rent, and I'm just like, where are you living? Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Um, I want to tip my hat to Alison Becker, who mm-hmm. I thought was really fun um also and who knows maybe there's a chance that she's going to show up in the parks and rec special tonight shauna malway tweet like it wouldn't be parks without kate, her
2: kate would know kate's already
1: watched.
0: i've already it. watched it
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> and she's
1: not in it
0: she's not in it but there are uh-huh. lots of other uh delightful surprises in that one um Let me see. Uh SB says, I did enjoy (laughs) the the what about breakfast maze and Chloe exchange. And Marcus says headcanon is that the administrator has a huge gambling debt. And yeah, I could buy that
2: too. I could buy that too. Yeah.
1: He had to go to some fundraiser at one of the parents' house and sat down at the table and figured out the stakes were nuts. It's good. (laughs) That's good headcanon.
0: Yeah. Marcus says this episode is the darkest timeline for Shauna Melly tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Allison, any final thoughts on this episode?
1: No. Um, I mean, I hope I hope that there's more Lixie Lixie. You know what? Nope. Can't even do it. Um, no, don't do that. Lucifer, Trixie, Trixifher?
2: Trixifher. Trixifher
1: content. I hope there's more Trixer content in the future. Um, if not in what's already been produced than in season five, maybe. Um, because they obviously have so much fun together and more Trixie is always always good with me. Um so that's, I guess, one of the items off my wish list. I don't remember what else was on my wish list. Mom, and we got that. Office, we got that. Lucifer babysitting, sort of. We got that. I have to come up with a new wish list. Um, it was good. It was it was a good episode. Enjoy. Okay.
0: Good times. Well, our next step. Well, this was our conversation about episode 15 of season two, Deceptive Little Parasite. And tomorrow's episode is episode 16, uh, God Johnson. So any thoughts on what that could be?
2: Yeah, Kayla, are you stoked? I'm Kay- so stoked. Kayla's very stoked. Uh, my partner's very stoked about this episode. Obviously, uh,
1: LaToya is also very stoked.
2: Right, yeah, because she's coming back um, for that. So Yeah, no, it's going to be devastating for everyone now, and Allison, I think the episode's just like so-so. <laughs> uh,
0: for those who've already watched, I you can shout out in the comments, I love the casting, like the guest ca- actor that right, they bring but in. Right, my partner
2: said it was really good guest casting.
0: Yeah, I always enjoy this actor whenever they pop up anywhere Um, in particular, particularly when they get to like fully embrace their insanely amazing beard, Uh, which and I'm not a I'm not a beard person usually, but it's pretty amazing. Um, Lurker is very excited. (laughs) Scale is very excited. Um, So now that I've danced around that enough, uh, I'm looking forward to all y'all's thoughts tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that about the beard. It's very good. Also very good on, on supernatural too, uh, where they were also a biblical figure on, uh, on, on, on supernatural, which is not a show that does some of the same theology stuff, but not this, you know, not theology all the time. So there's some overlap with those two shows. So having like a Lucifer, you know, kind of world thing and a supernatural kind of world thing, it's it's a fun bit of casting, but anyways, we're going to be back tomorrow to talk about God Johnson. Thank you guys for hanging out today Thank in you. the, in the chat. We had uh, Kayla Keenan lurker, Marcus SP and Scotty. Um, so much fun, especially getting through all of that strife, all of that pain and trauma and strife of, of the battle of the names. Um, I'm glad that we could come together over our appreciation of these other elements. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk about God Johnson. So until then, Bye. Bye. bye.